Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Mom Show. I'm your host, Joyce Grover, and today I am talking to energetic and passionate co-founder and chief operating officer of Tokativity in Portland, Oregon, Samantha Montanero. Samantha, <laughs> Samantha, I got a whole introduction for you. Samantha is a multimedia artist. She is an event coordinator, musician, and of course, mom who is passionate about community, cannabis, and feminine empowerment. In 2014, she founded Prism House PDX, a very cool event space where she hosted trendy events for businesses in the cannabis industry. The community she built through Prism House became an epicenter for Oregon cannabis social culture. In 2017, Samantha expanded her regular repertoire of events by partnering with Lisa Snyder to launch Tokativity, the worldwide cannabis community for women. And as if that were not enough, Samantha also serves as president of the board of Historic Park Rose. She is on the executive board of a nonprofit dedicated to supporting Portland's business districts. And Samantha and her work have been featured in numerous media outlets, including Rolling Stones, Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, Newsweek, Dope Magazine, The Weed Blog, and now The Canna Mom Show. I was lucky <laughs> enough to meet Samantha last spring during her East Coast visit when she was promoting her New England Tokativity Week. And I even gave her a little tour of my hometown of Cambridge, Massachusetts. And today I'll be talking with both Samantha and my very special co-host, Amy Searles. Hi there. Hi, Amy. Hey, Joyce. Who was and Sam. And Sam, who was lucky enough to attend the Tokativity <laughs> event in Boston. And that was great. I had such a good time. Yay. So welcome, Sam. Mm. Yay. 
Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh, what an intro. <laughs> well, you deserve <laughs> a it. A blessing over here. <laughs> um, so Thank you so much for having me. You've you done a lot. You have done a lot. And you have a huge cannabis story. So what I kind of wanted to start with, I just want to talk a little bit of the topics. You are in Portland. I want to talk a bit about how you got to Portland and how you started Prism House. Obviously, I need mm-hmm. to talk about tokativity, all the education, the community, the empowerment, how that looks. Um, you and Amy both mm-hmm. have pre-adolescent boys, so I do want to kind of talk about how parents talk to their kids and maybe even get to some oh, yeah. partner talk. <laughs> um, your band, and then some other questions if we have some time, okay? Cool. Sounds great. Let's start with Portland. Cool. Well, um, I'm a Midwesterner um, originally and lived in Wisconsin for a long time and moved to Chicago and lived there for 10 years. Um, in my early 20s, and um, my husband and I just were getting the itch to move to somewhere that, I mean, I think I think first and foremost, one thing that we were really looking for was a place that we could garden year-round or, you know, be in a climate where we could be growing plants. We really just love growing our own food and flowers, and um, we also just wanted to live somewhere that we could explore medical cannabis. That was definitely important to us when we were looking to move. I have scoliosis and osteoarthritis, and I heard about topicals. And, you know, I had consumed cannabis. I I was like love at first toke when I was 15 and kind of never looked back. I always loved cannabis, but I had never used topicals, and I I had never really thought about it as necessarily a pain reliever. Mm -hmm. Um, And we decided to sell our house and sell all of our things and we bought an old RV and spent some time traveling out to Oregon. It was really kind of the the classic headed west adventure. <laughs> really fun. But this is before we you before you had children, the, like, right? Funnier stories. What's that? This is before you had children or did you have your We had our son already. Oh, son. He okay. was 5 years old when we decided to move. Okay. And this was 5 years ago now. Um so this was summer of 2014, and we headed out here and settled in. And right around the time that we bought our house in Oregon, cannabis was uh, recreational cannabis was legalized here. Now, before moving out here, I was running a, a school of rock in on the North Shore of Chicago. So I was, I was managing a location, and we did, you know, everything from classes and events and you know just running the school and and bringing in more students and all that kind of stuff but I I was planning fundraisers and concerts and really starting to take my event planning skills to a new level and I have a degree in visual communications and marketing graphic design that kind of stuff and when I moved out here I was like you know I really want to start my own business I know that I can do this I've, I've been running other people's companies I want to do this for myself good for you and um when we bought our house, there's this beautiful window, and every day rainbows shine through the whole place. And we bought this big old historic house, and I just had the idea to kind of try on some of my events in my home and see if this is something that was really going to stick for me. Um, little did I know that you know cannabis was about to be legalized, and I was going to be able to bring weave that in. You know, it was such a natural fit for me. Um, to weave cannabis into these events. It felt so edgy. I mean, my family was like, 
what? <laughs> so what you told <laughs> like me you you're, left school of rock. And, and you were like a barn, right? And you're starting an events company, and you're doing weed events. That's what you're doing. And that, but didn't you have like a big barn? Or what were you doing? Were you doing something really unique with the Prism House? People were actually coming into like different rooms, or how did this work? Yeah, yeah. So this this big old historic house, um, it's about four thousand square feet, three levels, it's a ha- on a half acre of land, and we created a little urban farm, and we, you know. Just I, I had the idea of like, what if, you know, there were different rooms that people could explore, and it, you know, you could kind of just go through and and explore different brands and interactions, and um, you know, it just seemed like a fun way to utilize this space, and that actually ended up kind of becoming the recipe for our Tokativity Social, which is you know. A bee, it has been described as a beehive of activities, okay. and the person who wrote that in Rolling Stone um, was here at my house at one of the events, and, and there was about 150 women on three levels with, like, all of this different stuff going on, and it absolutely felt like a beehive of activities. So That's exciting. it was really an amazing opportunity to, you know, to try on and and obviously take it farther than trying it on. I mean, it got to the point where it became clear that, you know, I needed to move out of my house (laughs) for the events. It was just too much. Um, Being a mother here, my son would leave, you know, and go to a friend's house and spend the night at somebody's house when I would have events here. And it got to be a little bit much. So um, we actually just announced yesterday on social media that we have officially moved into a new event space for Prism House. It's really, really exciting. Actually, Amy had a question Um, for you, I think. Did you have a question? No, I didn't have a question. Oh. I had a comment. Oh, she had a comment. <laughs> <laughs> and we need this in Boston. We need tokativity events. One was not enough for mm-hmm. me. One was not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually um, approved our new leader yesterday, and mm. there is some oh, planning, I think, in the works for a witchy woman event in right, can you Can you talk oh, about the great. witchy woman? I've been that's very excited great. about this. Explain what this is so people know. This mm-hmm. is, sounds fun. The witchy women. What tokativity? Is no, the, what, witchy the witchy woman? women. Yeah, so, uh, you know this is going to air so, around Halloween, so hopefully this will inspire people. <laughs> great. So yeah, witchy woman. Um, you know, tokativity is the global cannabis community for women. We work to empower women at the root level and forward the normalization of cannabis. We do that through in-person and online events. And as I was talking about um, the tokativity social, this like beehive of activities. One of our first themes. Um, the first year that we started doing this, we were like, we need to do a witchy event. I mean, cannabis is, a cannabis, I think, is really awakening the kind of inner witch in all of us. I this, love like, that. Should have been wearing know, hats. Using <laughs> plant medicine, right? Like, yeah. using plant medicine to make magic happen, whether that's <sighs> feeling good or, you know, whether that is really something actually quite magical. Like, cannabis really awakens, I think, um, that feeling in all of us, the kind of like whimsical um, and light, and just, you light know, and airy. It's just a wild world that we're mm-hmm. living in. And so, um, we, with Witchy Woman, we have so we always have a craft at Tokativity. We make wands every year. Get out! Just really. It's, 
it is like hilarious like at first it kind of started as like a joke you know we're like oh my god we're gonna be guans won't that be like hilarious and then we're like wait a minute (laughs) this is actually really fun one and two um how powerful you know when you put your intention and energy into anything you bring it to life and i think that Um, we're kind of, we're experiencing right now the like, you know, psychedelic renaissance and kind of this great awakening of all kinds of things. And I really think that, um, you know, the like woo-woo witchcraft stuff Mm -hmm. is is really coming into play in a different way um, these days, you know? It's really, really fun. So at every Witchy Woman event, we usually have intuitive readers, tarot, um, some healing type things, Reiki, massage, that kind mm. of stuff. We make wands, and we last year we got together, and after making all of our wands, and we all like there was like 120 women in Portland. I mean, we we had multiple ones last year. We're gonna have them all over this year, but women gathering and and really kind of casting a spell of of healing and of love. Um, you know, was I think that this is what cannabis is really trying to bring to the forefront of humanity right now anyway. Like it's awakening our consciousness. It's, it has the potential to really save the planet. I mean, hemp, hemp is replacing everything from building materials to paper to plastic. I mean, you know, we're, we're experiencing a really interesting time of of plants coming to the forefront. So I think that's really what witchy woman is about. Um, the kind of notion that plant medicine and, and witchery and witchcraft and that kind of stuff is is real and that empowerment from within brings power to that when you when you put your intention into something and um there it is and work with and work with the earth like you kind of can't go wrong it's so. true the power so i know that you're having them in the west coast is, are there any planned for the east coast do you know um you know off the top of my head um off the top of my head i don't remember right now because we're we're maybe in, we need to plan one conversations That's with a I lot of leaders right now about having witchy woman events so we're hoping to have about 10 of them around the united united states possibly abroad as well we have chapters in spain and south africa and canada so we'll see if um some witchy woman events end up happening there but I mean, we're dreaming big here. Next year, I want like a hundred witchy woman events going on all around the world. <laughs> we were going to help you. We're going to do that. We're going to get oh, the totally. word out. And we could have it yes. in Salem. I mean, how perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, serious. Seriously. Yeah. No. It's very fun. And I mean, you know, with all the tokativity socials, the, the themes are really whatever you make of them. Like you can, you know, some women like dress up for witchy woman. They'll dress up like this, like a witch from the movies, you know, and, <laughs> and then- other women dress as like themselves or like you know but maybe they'll maybe they'll you know wear some extra crystals or jewelries or they'll you know kind of bring some extra things with them but it's it's really magical i'm i'm having a hard time even putting words to it because mm. it's it's hard to describe how this event feels but it just feels wonderful and very very positive. Um, I Which do we need. We need more positivity. Oh, absolutely. I do not support negative witchcraft. Yeah, no, we're I all do about not positivity. Evil doing on anybody. Right. Um, you know, we're we are powerful individuals, and and I think that um, you know we well, want to see beautiful things happen. That is awesome. And then just in terms of what tokativity, I know they're trying to create community empowerment. Uh, well, what's the message mm-hmm. that you'd want our listeners to take away about what this 
organization is, how they can get connected to it, um, what your goals are. I know you just sure. got the new space, so that'd be exciting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, with Tokativity, it was it was founded with, you know, amidst the new president coming in and the Me Too movement mm -hmm. and Black Lives Matter and all of these, you know, marginalized communities screaming out of just like no more, right? Like we're we're experiencing this this great awakening, as I was saying, and you know, with with women's issues, like it's no it's no secret that our world is completely out of balance, and the patriarchy is a system that is in place. Um, this, you know, when I say patriarchy, I don't mean men. I mean a system that is set up to prioritize male needs and decision-making over right. all others, right? Oh, yeah. That's like this patriarchal system. And Tokativity really totally wants to dismantle that. I mean, we're, we're really interesting in dismantling the patriarchy. And that means a lot of different things. But I think what that means to me anyway um, in this moment, and it's changed and it kind of ebbs and flows, but it really means that if I as a woman can get to a place of being my best self, feeling like my best self, having a community around me of support and empowerment and education, um, that I can demand what I need from this patriarchal system and and start to kind of like um, interrupt what what it just does and if I you know I love the saying empowered women empower women because mm -hmm. if I am coming from this really empowered place and I'm like you know doing all the things that I'm doing as a mom and as a wife and as a woman as a sister as a friend as a business owner and I'm just crushing it and other women are like how you know how does she do all of that like and then we share, you know, tidbits and knowledge, and they become more empowered. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting my empowerment from women before me. My, my right. mom is one of my biggest inspirations. My mother-in-law as well. Um, so many women, my grandmother. I mean, I, was, I have a strong matriarchy in my family and a lot of powerful women that I've learned so much from. And now I can pass that mm -hmm. on. You know, I know not, not every woman, not every woman has a, a matriarchal, you know, family that that has strong women. I, a lot of my friends are coming from they didn't ha even have their mom growing up. Right. So how are those women finding empowerment from other women? And it really it takes a community and it's it's up it sure to all does. of us to, to do our best. The better that we feel and the happier that we are, the the more that we care for each other and the earth and look at him he's like oh my god absolutely yeah it's speaking really my language foundation of this i know, you know joyce and i talk about this all the time it's and, like infuriating what's going on and then i so this is like the other so this yeah. is the other issue you have in common so to the next generation of the patriarchy or the men are the children that we are raising that's right i have a 20 year old now um you both have 11 year old boys i have I a 12 year old a 12 year old boy yep seventh grader yeah and my carmine will be 11 on oh. october 17th okay so. cool so you know this is I this is what I actually started off this show as talking to other mothers about talking about children in this new cannabis era um, 
kind of the, mm -hmm. the new conversation. I know that you both, you and Amy, have approached this from different angles. You've been very, this has been part of your life, obviously. Um, you've created a business around it. Um, there are still consumers in this world who, um, you know, there's still a stigma around it. So how do we talk about mm -hmm. that? How do we move this forward? And how, what is it you advise people? I'm sure our parents come to you and talk to you about, like, what is it you say to your son? How do you talk to other children? How do you mm -hmm. explain this to yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to hear that. Amy would like to hear that because <laughs> <laughs> I think it may be mm -hmm. time to have that conversation. I'm not sure if he's too young, or if I should wait. I'm on the fence. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you this much: he's not too young. He's 12. Okay. <laughs> he's he's already heard about it from other people, probably. Okay. <laughs> so my 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 policy on this within our family is. It might seem a little bit extreme to others, but in practice, it's been very successful. I believe in honesty and truth. Mm. Um, it, it feels stigmatized to us, but right. how interesting to raise my son in a legal cannabis state where he doesn't remember it not being legal. I know. So to him, he's like, why are you freaking out about this plant? You know, when we look at, if we talk about cannabis, like we do, you know, I mean, actually, I think our culture has a long ways to go with talking about everything openly and honestly. And that, right. that is the policy that we follow in, in our household. I don't have to tell him every single detail, but I I started with um, the first time that he noticed, you know, I, I would have my cannabis um, in my little pouch or, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I would kind of have it around when I'm like cooking in the kitchen, right, right. <laughs> take a puff and blow it into the, <laughs> you know, into the, um, hood the bed, right? or something <laughs> like this, you know, it's like the same way that I'm like drinking a glass of wine while I'm right. cooking dinner. Like, exactly. you know, how are we talking about it? And when he first noticed, he was like, what is this? You know, I think he found a pipe right. and was like, what is this? And I was like, well, this is a device for smoking. Ooh, smoking is bad. Absolutely, true, like true, smoking yeah. is not for children. You know, this is where you give them the truth about, like, yeah, smoking is not. There, there are carcinogens in smoking, regardless of what you're smoking, whether it's a, a healthy, you know, matter or not. But, um, I guess let me rewind a little bit here. So, you know, the best approach to talk to cannabis with your children is to explain to them where you're coming from. Right. When I that grew makes up, sense. this plant was illegal. Why was it illegal? That's a, you know, that's a rabbit hole in itself. And and you know, some people are have it up for debate. But it's like you know, because of fear and because of control and because of politics and um, because of money. I mean, that's why cannabis was illegal. But regardless, it was illegal, and people got in trouble for this. In fact, in I very was big trouble by the police yeah. when I was 18 years old. Oh, you mm. were? And, wow. Yeah. You know, I told my son about this, and I was like, this makes me uncomfortable to even talk about with you because it's now legal, and I, I still feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, and that I is very interesting, Samantha, because you're I very connected. Yeah. About it. He was yeah. about six years old. And I told him flat out, I was like, I honestly don't really know how to answer all of your questions. I feel kind of uncomfortable because my parents weren't able to talk to me about it in this way. And, you know, so when you explain it to them as a plant that has medicinal benefits, it, when overconsumed, it makes you very sick. And I made that very clear immediately. I was like, dude, this is not for you. What, you know, and he asked, what happens if, what happens if I would take it? Well, you're going to overdose on it because your little system is not 
in need of, you know, cannabinoid support in the same way that an adult is or the same way that a teenager is. Mm, I like um, that. I like that angle. You'll get dizzy. That is a good angle. Yeah. Off, great angle. You know, like, you will feel like complete garbage for, like, 12 hours. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? I bet everybody, anybody who's listening who's overconsumed on edibles is nodding right now. It's like, you know, they, oh, yeah. they don't, I don't want him to be afraid of it, but I also want him to understand just as he does about medications, guns, sex, exactly, alcohol, correct. anything that is like for adults. It's like, this is for adults or by prescription from a doctor. And it falls into the same bucket as so many other things. So my advice to any parents is, you know, if you, if you want to talk to your kids about cannabis, but don't know how, like, think about how you would talk to them about your prescription medication. It's yeah. interesting because actually a lot of parents probably even wouldn't or, you know, at a certain age, like you just keep them hidden. And I just think we really need to, to kind of buck that. I, I would much rather tell my son and answer all of his questions. You know, a lot of the um, experimentation with children comes from curiosity. It's exactly. They're curious about what this is. So if they see you know, mom sneaking out back, hitting a little pipe, and I don't talk about it ever, and I don't educate him on what this is, he might someday be like, oh, I want to try this. I'm curious about this. And then he goes to try and smoke it. I don't right. want that to happen. Yeah, so I think it's, I, it's a know, transparency. I, told, I think it's transparency is so my, important, right? Yeah. I am so oh, not transparent ahead. at all, at all. It's that idea mm. that it's almost boring. It? Like if you see your if you see yeah. your parents doing something boring, I've heard other people talk about this. If you see your parents mm-hmm. doing this, they don't think anything of it. But when you're sneaking around, it is the thing that gets their curiosity. Right. But if mom and dad are doing something, it must yeah. be grown up and boring. And why would they want to do it? It's reverse psychology, yeah. people. I mean, reverse <laughs> psychology. <laughs> okay. It is, it, and it totally works. And I I've told my son we we like still say this very regularly. Where I'm like. You know, I keep him educated on what's going on with the political movement with cannabis. I mean, this is a movement. This is we're living in an exciting time in history. So yes. talking about Agreed. it like that yeah. to him too is it's fascinating. And I'm like, when you are curious about trying this, you come to me. I don't want to hear that you tried it with some kid who doesn't even know what the hell he has. Like exactly, I, that's know, the other issue. Your mom right. is a cannabis yeah. expert, so if you want to try it, <laughs> come and talk to me. And I don't. I honestly. Do not even know what I will do when this day comes. I will deal with that in the moment. But, like, I'm not going to shame him for being curious about it. I can tell you that much. And I will be proud when he does come to me. And I really do think he will because he knows what are you going to, you know, you're going to hear rumors about things. You're going to hear what people say. Like, a lot of it's not true. Just come come and ask me. We can, you know, talk to an expert or we can get suggestions. Or, well, that's a good you know, idea. My son, even now, uses CBD. So mm. he, he knows what's up with that. And he knows the difference between CBD and THC and other cannabinoids. I mean, when okay. you stick to the science, it makes it really easy to talk about. And I, mean, I actually have lots of books I brought in today. I see that. So I have the, um, the Cannabis, A Big Sister's Guide, mm. Higher Etiquette. And breaking the glass ceiling in the cannabis world. So oh, I like that. <laughs> I want to borrow. But these have like very basic information about what you know, how you burn it, how you know what CBD is. It has yeah. actually, it actually has all the chemical components in the yeah. It's very scientific. Here you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> Amy, I'm giving that to Amy. Amy. I want to ask you. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to ask you. You know, do you think like I mean I think for like for twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean. 
I'm sure your son has seen something on the news or, you know, like, does he, do you think he knows anything about cannabis? No. So far? No. Okay. <laughs> and Amy, so, Amy had her own story. I mean, you know, she, she was, she had breast cancer, which I'm fine to talk about. And so this yeah. is part of her mm-hmm. story too. So this is sort of the other conundrum that you find yourself in where you are on lots of medications. You find something that we talk about this a lot with a lot of my um, guests. You find something that works for you, yet you're still hiding it because you're not quite sure it's right. Yeah. And you're not quite sure that your partner yeah. agrees. Right. And especially the stigma from, you know, if I you hid used it, it for years. Yeah. If you years. use it for years and people don't yeah. understand and there's that shame and it's, I think it's hard to come yeah. over the shame when you're talking to your kids, but the whole idea that they need to understand what the context of this is and why you have yeah. shame. That's what helps, I think, the conversation move forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, something that, you know, makes my son's eyes glaze over sometimes that, you know, I'm like, you want to talk about cannabis? I mean, then let's talk about social justice, you know, oh, and yeah. let's talk about <laughs> the criminal justice system. Let's talk about the war on drugs. Right. Let's talk about misinformation. Let's, oh, you know, people's talk lives about are still destroyed. And all this stuff. Yeah. And, their yeah. eyes start to glaze, glaze over and they're like, oh man, maybe weed's not so cool after all. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's it's really interesting to see. But, you know, I think I wanted to say, I just like had this had this idea and I just wanted to share this with you that, Great. you know, yeah. I don't know about you, but, but Amy, like I wanted my son to hear about it from me first. I don't want him to hear some, you know, some bull from somebody else. And I decided to bring it up to him at some point. You know, he had asked about the pipes and things, and then I was like, all right, I'm working in the industry. I need to, like, come out to him. And I, I just sat him down, and I was like, hey, have you ever heard can- of cannabis? And he was like, mm, no. You know, and, like, started the words marijuana, weed, pot, you know, any of these things. And, like, if he has, he'll probably giggle a little bit or, like, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. And then you can be like, hey, so what do you know about that? Like, do you know that – like this thing that's been illegal my entire, you know, life and Adult my parents' life, life before me and my grandparents' life that's right. been illegal. It's now legal if you heard anything about this. And like ask them questions mm. and see what great they idea. say back. And then you can gauge like one, their knowledge base and two, maybe what you think is appropriate to share too. Right. Um, they might know more than you think that they do, you know? Yeah, and, I think so. I think I'm going um, to be surprised. I was just hanging out with my 13-year-old niece, and I and we had a conversation. I was like, I was like, so you know, so you know, I work in the cannabis industry. Do you have any questions for me? Because she's she's turning 14, you know, oh, yeah. and I'm like, she knows what's going on. Oh, totally. And she had a lot of questions, mm. and she was like, I was like, what's going on at school? Like, do people do people still smoke pot? Like, is it like a thing that <laughs> you know kids go out and smoke pot or something? And she's like, no, people vape. Ugh. Not anymore. And, Not anymore. <laughs> and how and that culture and we like Ugh. had a deep conversation about it and I I told her a little bit about the science of concentrates and vaping and I was like, you know, I love concentrates, but here's the thing. What is that? What is in that juice? Yep. <laughs> and I know flavored with chemicals right now, you know. Yeah. Well they yeah. disbanded it so, in Massachusetts. They have yeah. a four month moratorium now on the vape products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really the nicotine yeah. and the black market. Well, it's the illicit market. That, yeah. well, that's a whole yeah. other. That's another show, though. That's an- okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's another show. But you know, it's interesting to see. You know, I think again from their perspective, like if we want to be in touch with our youth and with our kids and with their friends and things, like you know, 
I think being real is like the best way to do that. To like just be honest and open and like yeah. hey, I needed to I'm hear this. Perfect. And guess what? I feel really uncomfortable talking about this and mm. I'm worried. Like I said to my son at some point too, I was like I feel afraid that you're going to go to school and you're going to say, my mom smokes so much weed. <laughs> that like, is what my son is going you know, to do. Something yeah. that's going to like make people think that I'm a bad mom or make yeah. people think that I'm neglectful or, right. and I shared that with him and he's like, well, why would you be afraid of that? You know, is, is, is weed a bad thing? <laughs> I was like, what mm. he said, you know, bad. Cause he's like, wait, right. is it bad? It's it is the like, stigma. I don't know. It's, that's the thing. Is we're the still ne- all unpacking that. Yeah. It's that <laughs> negative stigma. That's hard to shake. And we're on pat, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's what we're literally trying to do right. here. One podcast at a time. Yeah. One, one can of story at a that's time. That's right. Well, even, even like <laughs> you know, I think think about how when your kids are little, and sometimes we would over-explain things. You know, they'd ask you, right. I don't know, something simple, yeah. and you go into a long explanation, and they did not want to hear it. So yeah. I think that's a perfect <laughs> example to say, "What do you know?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to find out. And I need what to are, ask him. And one of the things you actually, because they just at some point they just don't want to listen to you, and when you start over-explaining anything, especially yeah. like the sex conversation is the biggest one, obviously. We just had that yeah. with our. We just had it with our son uh, this past weekend, so that went well. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, he knew a well, lot that's more. A baseline. Yeah, he knew yeah. a lot more than we thought, and it was a really great. Yeah, according to my husband, it was a great conversation, great learning experience. Honesty and truth with our kids. Yeah, I need to do it with the weed. I have to. I got to come clean. You know, this has been. He knows the smell. He smelt it his whole life. This has been a big theme in my life the last couple years. But like vulnerability is this like really powerful display that I have found that's really like deepened my connection with my son and wow. helped me through like those uncomfortable moments that when I'm just like, you know, you're feeling anxious, right? You're having right, this uncomfortable right. conversation. You're talking with your 12 year old about sex. Like mm. it's super uncomfortable. <laughs> and like to just call it like it is and to just be like, Oh my God, doesn't this feel weird to talk about together? Yeah. Why? Well, right. because you know, it's, sex is usually something you kind of explore with your peers or with somebody that you're interested in. So talking about it with your mom isn't necessarily the coolest thing, but you know, <laughs> not like, when you have the coolest mom sure though. That you're safe. <laughs> sure. I want to make sure that She's you're educated and you're not hearing some BS, you know? Totally. So I like it. Well, even like even my daughter's at my, so my daughter's at college now and this whole vaping thing is making me very nervous that yeah, mm-hmm. you know her conversation with me is I'm like find somebody who sells flour. Like I don't even know what to say to you out there. I just I don't want you using the yeah. vape pens. It makes me nervous until I understand what's going on. Well, there's no regulation. Yeah, you yeah. know anyone could put anything in them. But you know what are the I would I wouldn't have even known this if I hadn't been open about my cannabis use or my cannabis job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this is a big conversation that I I wouldn't have even known. Honestly, wouldn't have even mm-hmm. known about the vaping. So it. it Transparency. I'm sure you'll find, like, she knows that she can come to you now as a resource and, like... Which is nice. It's a nice feeling. This is kind of going in. Yeah, and that's what we want as parents, right? Like, we want to be that person for our kids where they want to... They trust us the most. You know, we want them to trust us the most. We really... We care about them the most. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so... So you really want that angle. And, Amy, yeah, Amy's, really Amy's cool. geared up. She's ready, keep, Samantha. You've I'm going to keep her. you all posted. That'll be on the next. That'll be we'll talk about next time. Yes. Next podcast. So, and then, so I, this, I really so, want to hear how it goes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll I, let you know. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it's, it will be great. I mean, 
you know, again, just asking so. some questions, seeing where he's at, and then being like, I consume cannabis and I feel ashamed about it. And this is like, I'm working through this myself and I'm not even sure what's okay and what's not okay. And, you know, right. like being vulnerable and being honest, you just can't go wrong. I mean, they, they're like, okay, I can relate with that. I wonder you if know? he knows. He must know. He must smell it on me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll keep you posted in my car. I mean, the other question, so this, so this, 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 this <laughs> the same topic kind of works with partners. So, you know, if you're in a situation and you're, mm-hmm. how do you deal with your children? But how do you deal with, you must know people or work mm-hmm. with people who are in this world, invested in using cannabis in a way to help them and their partners are still mm-hmm. sort of on the what the fence post. They're just not quite sure. They can see how it's working for you. They're still mm-hmm. kind of caught up in the old ideas of what this is. What do you say to people like that? Or do you have friends like that? Or are you working with people like that or anything? Yeah, I would I would say in that case, like you need ammo, which is education. Yeah. You need resources that are reputable that you can just bring to them. And what I would recommend doing is putting together either like an email or oh, a that's folder or like a few books and, you know, saying again, just like being vulnerable. I feel really uncomfortable. I'm afraid of what you're going to think of me. I feel ashamed. I'm still unpacking this, but that's, that's cannabis actually, works it, for me. It's good and to start I've that way, I think. This, and I really yeah. feel like there's something to this. And I, I would ask for you to be open to, to, you know, looking at some of this with me and exploring this with me as my partner. And, you know, I think that um, when I think about my parents, um, you know, for me, my my partner is a cannabis consumer as well. But um, for like my parents or, you know, people that I have relationships with who don't consume cannabis that, you know, were like, what, like, what is going on? You know, I, I sent them some stuff and Smart. and over time, they're like, wow, this is actually really interesting. <laughs> and it is. It's fascinating. It's like a study um, on how to change people's minds. I think it's very, very difficult mm-hmm. for people to believe that what they know is wrong. First of all, you know, like I yeah. said, I, I kind of approach this by saying that everything I knew was wrong. So I was open to the idea that I could learn more. But if you're still holding yeah. on to the idea that cannabis destroys your brain cells, and you're still hearing yeah. that from medical professionals, which is another issue. Right. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're hearing it from medical professionals. You're still, I've still gone to meetings. You know, we live in Boston. We're Puritans out here in Massachusetts. The idea that mm-hmm. we have legal cannabis is uh, pretty amazing, honestly. But I still mm-hmm. go to meetings where I hear policemen or people in power who will say cannabis, heroin, opiates, all in the same breath, and alcohol. And it, yeah. so that that's the misinformation. <laughs> it, you know, right and, and, and the municipalities even, like, you know, how do we talk to people so they can understand that what mm-hmm. it's very hard. It is very hard to change people's minds until yeah. they have personal experience. The, right. We just need. Yeah, we just need more science and, you know, more education. Um, I have found the most success with educating people with starting with topicals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really approachable and being like, hey, have you heard of these? cannabis topicals because I mean this was really truly my my path to of going from like a quote-unquote pot smoker to being like a you know cannabis enthusiast and and a patient and a person who is committed to like a relationship with cannabis forever because it we have a symbiotic relationship is how I feel mm-hmm. with this plant but right. 
you know, topicals, um, even just asking someone the question, hey, if you've seen all this buzz about cannabis topicals, my back is freaking killing me and I want to try it. I, I don't want to take pills. I want to try this stuff that apparently you just put it on and it takes your pain away. So I've been people I'm, are interested. In, everyone has pain. Everybody totally. has pain. Everybody is like, what? What is this magical <laughs> stuff? And it it feels like freaking magic. It works. It right. Does work, but, it but, really that's, works. but that's the issue with the CBD <laughs> product is they need those recommendations need to come from people like you or me who know the people mm-hmm. who are in this business. I like I work with a company called The Healing Rose out here in Massachusetts. Oh yeah, I love them. I have some of their uh, chapstick right on my desk here. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> their products work. I know Laura. I know Zach. I know what they make. I know how they test it. I know that what they have in their products are real, and that is what I've been giving people samples constantly, mm-hmm. so they can try something the first time that works really well. I can't wait to use it. And yeah, so my, my yeah. so my concern has always been that because this is the most overregulated and underregulated <laughs> substance in the you know history mm-hmm. of mankind that. These CBD products that people are picking up because it's become so popular are, are, are kind of ruining the reputation if they don't if they're not the right thing. Yeah. Mm. So again, that's right. education, like knowing yeah. that you're getting a full spectrum CBD product, right. knowing where they're getting their um, their hemp from or whatever they're making the CBD from. How do they yeah. do the distillate? Where are they getting it tested? How are they packaging it? Like packaging is a big deal because it's so uh, volatile or it's not the stables. The oils are a little unstable, so. It has to be, in, mm-hmm. you know, like all these things that people don't necessarily know. They just pick up a gummy at the supermarket. At the gas station. Or the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole display. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, something, something too that like I think most people don't know, but this is this is very true and, and needs to be widely spread is with topicals. Um, you're, so we have an endocannabinoid system in our body, right? We right. already, we, we produce our own cannabinoids in our body. And we have receptors that bind to cannabinoids that we consume through plants. And cannabis is not the only plant that has cannabinoids. Echinacea has a, a lot of cannabinoids. Um, I didn't there's know a lot that. of other plants that have cannabinoids. Hmm. And when you put topicals on, it sends a signal to produce more cannabinoids and to send more resources to that area. That area is not in balance, it is not in homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, you put topicals on an area, and this is like, uh, you know, a very simplified explanation of your body, you know, of kind of what happens, and your your body sends resources to that area, and it's like dopamine and pain relief, and you know, whatever is kind of needed to create homeostasis in that area. Now, if your system is very deficient, you might not feel relief the first time that you put topicals on. So the policy with topicals, please spread this word, everybody, tell everybody, is um, keep applying it regularly until you feel relief. And then once you start feeling relief, you're going to be able, like, I have a very supported endocannabinoid system because I consume a lot of cannabis. So when I put topicals on, they work right away. Like within like one minute, I'm experiencing relief. And wow. that's because I I already am, you know, at that certain place. Hmm. So if it's not working for you, keep applying it until you feel relief. You will feel relief. Everybody will find relief from topicals. This is not something that's like some people like to smoke weed, some people don't. Topicals will help everybody with pain relief hmm. if you put them on until you start to feel relief. And then, 
you know, from there, you can start to apply it less frequently and you'll find more relief faster. Well, that's actually very good advice. If this heals my foot, mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> to shout it. I'm going to get on a megaphone and I'm going to shout it to the world. I'm not kidding. We spent yesterday <laughs> shoe shopping. It was very dramatic. <laughs> dramatic. What? What's going on with your foot? You're having pain? Oh, you know, I have plantar fasciitis and it hurts with every step yeah. that I take and I can never rest it. And I gave, I, her, have, I gave her a little container. I have to yeah, walk the yeah. dog. I'm active. You know, I'm not just going to sit. Yeah. For like, you know, until it heals. Yeah, One, that's, maybe. And that's nerve. That's like nerve pain, right? I don't know what the hell it is. It's it's a, it's a it's a it's a muscle. It's a muscle pain. It's nerve pain. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Yeah, it's hard I to mean, get old. You guys, I would, <laughs> honestly, what I would do with something like that, yeah, is you know, literally like a bath bomb, like a cannabis bath bomb. I was thinking a about foot that. Soak and like oh, a foot soak. That's a good put idea. Put your foot in that. You know, do it regularly yes. for a little while and like really build that up. I'm doing and, it. And you know, then keep the topicals. Throw some on. I mean. With my neck, with, like, chronic issues, you know, I have arthritis in my neck. It pretty much feels uncomfortable every single day. Right. I wake up, I get ready, and that my, you know, getting ready regimen includes putting topicals on my neck. Mm. And it keeps my inflammation down, keeps my pain under control, and a lot of times I don't even end up uncomfortable. You know, I just I just have it as a regular part of my regimen. That's amazing. That's awesome news. All right, so we're actually yeah. we're coming up on our time, but I had a couple more questions, so let's keep going. Woohoo! Sure. Uh, all right, so <laughs> you are also a musician. So tell me Ooh. about your band and your album and yes. things that are going on with that. <laughs> totally different subject. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so exciting to okay. share about. Yeah. My band is Mama Sam and the Jam. All Mama Sam. Mama, <laughs> I love it. And um, and um, yeah, I've been a musician my whole life, and spent a lot of time working on other people's projects or collaborating and after moving out to Oregon and you know cannabis is a really a big part of my songwriting process and always was but over the last five years Mm -hmm. since moving out to Oregon I I wasn't playing with an ensemble and I really took time to write my own songs about what I've been experiencing and I mean a lot of the songs are about you know love and family and and you know i one song in particular is about um kind of this duality um of being an adult and like we were once children like you know being a child and becoming adult and it's like you completely forget and you children can be so hard to understand and to relate to and it's like how did we forget we were all kids once right you know kind of about this like duality of of you know our existence as of my existence as a mother of um feeling like I want to protect my son but then um remembering the like absolute thrill of exploration and mm-hmm. risk taking and all of these things as youth <laughs> as opposed to being the so, mom who's um, always saying I'm nervous about you don't do that are you ready do you have your raincoat do you hydrate are you are you right. safe did yeah. you put sunscreen <laughs> did on you, yeah. right. and they're just like, like oh. yeah you're so boring I'm mom fine. yeah right <laughs> So you're so, rock, so you're um, a rock star. You have an album coming so yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just recorded our first EP. Yay! Um, I can't wait and to get it. We um, recorded with this amazing audio engineer named Sean Flora. He's recorded a lot of really amazing bands um, over the years, but he's most noted for um, a Shins album. Mm, from, I love the Shins. You know, the, 
I know. I yeah. love the shins too. <laughs> He's worked with a lot of really amazing artists over the years and he actually came to Prism House and we recorded here. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I am so excited about it. We're just starting to play out and our music will be coming out soon. It'll be on Spotify and, you know, on uh, available for like listening digitally and Great. we're just going to kind of take it step by step, but this project feels really special. It's definitely cannabis infused and inspired and <laughs> Um, also, like motherhood infused and inspired. <laughs> oh my god! We have an event around that. I know an East Coast tour. We need East Coast tour. We can do like Amy's got. She does house. Oh my god! Amy does. You know, living room shows. Right? Oh yeah, we do living room shows. Amy does yes, living room shows. Please. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I would love to host yeah, an event. Amazing. Um, it is so. It's really, really a fun project. Um, our genre is psychedelic folk pop is um, our kind of self-proclaimed genre. But so, wait, it's, psychedelic, um, let's say that again, psychedelic folk pop. I like that. Oh, I know who it is. Psychedelic folk pop. <laughs> yeah, it's like the songs are pretty poppy, you know, and like hooky and yeah. catchy, but, and there's a lot of harmonies. Um, I love it. Three-part female harmonies. And a lot I like your clips on Instagram. And, but, yeah. yeah, but the music is is definitely psychedelic and and pretty rock and roll and we're we're still you know kind of establishing too. our sound but it's really starting to come together and it's it's really fun yeah you can awesome. currently um people can check us out on instagram so, so to say the, the same again sam say the name again so they hear it can you say the name again of the band to say it one more time yep mama sam and the jam and it's m-a-m-a-s-a-m mama sam <laughs> And the jam. And the jam. I love that. I love it, mm-hmm. too. All right. So we are actually coming up on our hour. I know it's hard to believe, but I have one more question, which I keep. I've heard at an event, so I'm, this is my new question to all my guests. I'm even going to ask Amy this. Oh. So, <laughs> so I was at an event, and they went down the line of everyone who was there, and they asked what their uh, their preferred method for consumption was. And there was a panel of, I don't know, mm-hmm. nine or ten people, and everybody had a different preference. And I thought it was kind of interesting insight into their personality. So... What is your preferred way of consuming cannabis, Sam? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I really truly do love all of the ways. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to I pick a favorite like a child. Ways, like really pretty frequently. But there's nothing better than like a giant clean bong load. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good... I like that too. That's fun. <laughs> I really I think I smoke joints most frequently or or just out of a pipe. But the water filtration, and it's got to be a clean device, though, which I, right. I think is why I don't use that uh, method as frequently as I want to, because I'm it's it's too too much work to clean it, like, right? To maintain day. it, right, with the salt. There and was the a lot of cleaning. Alcohol. Well, I had soaking. a, I, I had a yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine's son is a photographer. He took a picture of me, and I had a bong in my house that was filthy. So Ugh. he cleaned it out for me so I could take the picture with it. That's good. There was nothing in it. Like there was no smoke. It was just me <laughs> holding this clean bong. That's better. No one likes a dirty bong. No so, one likes a dirty bong. Right. I mean, no like, one. Everybody has accidentally gotten that mouthful of gross water. <laughs> bong water. <laughs> Right. The, <laughs> the smell never comes out but, of fabric. So that's interesting. So, Amy, do you want to share your favorite way to consume? Well, sure. Okay. Um, you know, I love uh, rolling a joint and uh, joint. smoking it. That's my favorite mm. way. It's classic. It's a classic. That's right. You know, yep. we're classics out here on the West Coast. I mean, East Coast. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could take edibles all the time, but then you know, I'll be six hundred pounds by the end of the year. <laughs> 
It's like, you know, yeah, when, it's nonstop eating. When, um, I can't do it. A new, a kind of new, like popular thing that's really happening a lot here in Oregon is cannabis drinks. Oh yeah, and okay. I am loving that. I I love myself a good cocktail. Ooh. And, explain what is that? Is uh, it a CBD or cocktails over Ooh. alcohol at the bar if they have it? Oh, so, that's interesting. What, so explain what I've kind of, a, of what kind of a, a mixed drink? What is it? Or yeah, so there's a few different things that that we're finding at bars here in Oregon right now. Um, a lot of them are pre-mixed. My favorite is um, this company, A Bliss, and it's a lemon ginger soda essentially but it's like a lemon ginger sparkling water that has Ooh. cannabis in it no it is way so flipping good well we need that is that made you can't you can't ship it out here though is that an yeah. oregon product or is it a um it's an oregon product i'm not sure about shipping but something that you can get that is i was i was like hold on the phone hold the phone with with my favorite actually <laughs> yep. so the bliss is something i can get at like a lot of bars there they have like a good distribution channel here and they're they're found um, all over in the bars, but my newest favorite way to make cannabis cocktails at home, and she's just starting to get in stores, and you can buy it online and get it to you, Ooh. is Z-Veda Cannabis Infused Bitters. Oh, wow. And oh. she has uh, lavender bitters, wow. orange spice bitters, a coca bitters. I mean, like all of these different, there's like seven or eight different kinds. Um, she collaborated this woman, Joe, with Zveda and Canaveda. She does Ayurvedic wellness cannabis products, and these are so delicious. I mean, if you, I, I was a bartender a, for a, a long Amy's time. Amy's taking so notes frantically. Like, <laughs> you know, wow. Yeah, I see that. I like I'm at it. This is so fun. I mean, putting like a drop of that in you know, soda water and I love this idea. Like some juice. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just to die for. It's so delicious. And you can make it kind of any which way. She also makes a tea. Ooh. So you can just make, you know, tea at home. Um I'm a tea drinker. I'm I a big tea. I'm actually I drink tea on you every know, show. Cannabis drinks are really <laughs> cool and they could be nice and low dose. I, I love, love it. Oh my god, that's a great that's a great little tip. Everyone listening, this you is know, our they, new tip for today. Oh yeah, you know they do have uh, cannabis coffee. Uh, Revolutionary has that. the yep. pods, mm -hmm. and that's pretty good. And I did try the apple cider, and that was also really yummy. Yum. Yeah, yeah. So, this is Yum. and especially <laughs> so. I say my age, women and older, we're the fastest growing market, and all these things are so brand new to us and all the people I know. So it's good to get this information out there. You don't even know it exists until mm -hmm. people start talking. Yep. Yeah. So I'm actually out of time. Yeah. I can't believe this was a very oh fast hour. Amy, how was that your first time? Oh, oh, this was a lot of fun. It just flew. Yeah, it did fly. So fun, ladies. So fun. Also, let me let somebody like my sign out. Yep. I just um, this is awesome. Thank you to my guest Samantha Montanero. How do people get in touch with you about Tokativity or Prism, or if they want to reach out to you in any way, shape, or form? What's the best way yeah, to get in touch um, with you? Samantha at tokativity.com is my email. You okay. can shoot me an email and I can get you to anything that, that you need. Okay. Um, but tokativity on all the things. And it's T-O-K-E-ativity, A-T-I-V-I-T-Y. That's will be up. And, um, yeah, and Prism House PDX is, is my personal or is, you know, our other business. God, we're, like, transitioning that right now. I need to get my brain straight. Okay. okay. Uh, that's great. Let me, All right. let me start that over. <laughs> <laughs> Tokativity or Prism House PDX on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. All the major All sites. The things. Okay. So, again, for my guest, Samantha Montanero, I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. 
I want to thank a uh, special shout out to Josh Lampkin. He created our new theme music for the Canon Mom Show. You can find him on Instagram at Josh Lampkin Music. I, of course, want to thank my amazing new co-host, Amy Searles, who hopefully will be back. Yes, definitely. <coughs> this was lovely. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Of course, Dan French, my director. I want to thank the Podcast Garage here in Austin, which is a great new space that we're shooting out of, or directing, or recording, whatever we call this. So thank you, and thank you for taking the time to listen to The Canna Mom Show, where we're changing the world one canna story at a time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.